and welcome to Victims of Fashion, a snag podcast where we celebrate positivity and inclusivity, all while giving the fashion industry the middle finger. My name is Polly Jean Harrison, I am your host and I'm on the content team here at Snag and today I am joined by the absolutely wonderful Lindsay, Lindsay, hello, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, I'm so excited, thank you for inviting me on, it's great. No problem at all, I'm really excited for the chat we're going to have today. Uh, but first of all, why don't we start with, who are you? Who who are you and and why are you here? Okay, so um, bigger existential question. <laughs> like, who am I? Um, so uh, I'm Lindsay. Um, I work for Snag uh, in the marketing team. And uh, I had been a, a lover of Snag for a long, long time. I worked in a completely different industry um, in oil and gas. And then with the, the pandemic and multiple closures and what have you, uh, I found myself looking for work and it felt like an opportunity to try something different entirely. Um, I'd always been interested in marketing and social media, uh, but I just felt like it's such a, a tough nut to crack that... I, I didn't want to at this age and stage in my career take the leap. Um, and then I was on LinkedIn one night and saw a, a job come up for Snag. And I thought, you know what? Hell, I'm just going to apply. I love that company. That would be so, so cool. Um, and here we are, um, well, one and a half, 18 months later, almost two years. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I just love it. Uh, so it's a little, uh, a little bit of background sort of on my em- employment life and um, personal life, um, cat lady, <laughs> um, single mom of one wild little girl um, and lover of all things colourful and bright and fashionable. <laughs> Amazing stuff. And I mean, that, that's quite similar to how like I joined Snag. I just saw the job advert and went, ah, I'll apply and see what happens and then here we are so it's quite crazy how stuff like that happens isn't it, it? Was, it was madness I really I had no thought whatsoever that it would ever turn into the job no I was exactly the same I was exactly <laughs> the same and I remember because I, I didn't even tell anyone I was applying and I just then I just phoned my mum being like I've got a new job <laughs> and she was like oh that's such a surprise <laughs> I was I cried and cried and cried when I came off my uh, like interview um, I was like I couldn't even say the words <laughs> to my mum and dad I was so excited oh, so <laughs> nice and of course lover of all things colourful you also in your spare time have a wonderful Instagram account um, yes I'd, how did that start how did that happen well um, I it kind of was born off the back of um the pandemic and um, prior to that I had social media but generally just used it for you know family and friends and things um, and uh, the, the longer that I was you know without an opportunity to wear things that I wanted to or have anywhere really to go um, I I'd started experimenting quite a lot more with my fashion during lockdown to thought well even if it's wild or you know doesn't suit me or anything here's an opportunity to to try some things on um you know while I'm locked in the house and I didn't actually start my page then um it was as we were coming out of lockdown that I I think I just appreciated having options and and uh different avenues to go down to look for clothing which is when I started um shopping secondhand and sustainably you know when the shops were closed because prior to that um I admittedly um shopped a lot of fast fashion and hadn't really 
started my journey or delved into how harmful it was um, until uh, until that stage. So I, I was very much um, naive to um, to all the pitfalls of it, um, and then decided I would start a page. It's my my cat Suki. Um, decided I would start a page to sort of promote sustainable fashion and you know how that you can look you, you can create looks on a budget and um, how you've got an opportunity to be more creative um, with your with your style so uh, yeah I've, uh, I've I've really enjoyed it I've, I've found my tribe online and I've found it to be very um, very comforting actually um, especially being a single parent and not going out a great deal or being able to spend as much time with friends in real life as I would like to I've found this like-minded online community that have welcomed me with open arms and it feels like socializing every day even though I'm not <laughs> you know in, in real life um, yeah and it's just a it it has become a I would say on one hand a passion <laughs> and on the other hand maybe an obsession <laughs> with the uh, vintage and colourful clothing and you know finding these secondhand treasures. Um, it's it's a, as much a, a hobby now as it is a, a way of life. You do for have me. some absolutely just like stunning clothes. Like every time you post, you just you just always you always look incredible like even now you look absolutely incredible as we're like recording this and you just you just have such a wonderful style but I think I mean it's it's so unique as well which I think is just fantastic like it's just all very you which is wonderful to see as like someone who like follows your Instagram sort of thing. Thank you Polly do you know I I never I feel like <laughs> the clothes talk to me. But I when I see something, I never really know what I'm looking for. I try to be as um, sensible as possible. Like I don't spend a lot of money on clothing. Um, it, it is nearly all nearly all second hand, and then I will occasionally buy a piece from a brand that I that I like or you know, people that hand make things. And then you do pay more for their um, for their craft, and those are like my special treat items um, but for the most part I'm just like a little magpie or you know I just see something sparkly or nice and like there's a place for that in my wardrobe but and eventually it all comes together um, and and that's one of the the beautiful things I think about shopping secondhand and um, doing this you have so many more options than you do when you're when you're shopping on the high street or online um, and you're not hemmed in or you're not being sold the items you're buying them because you like them and I think that's one of the things that I especially like about it I'm not being manipulated into a purchase or or directed in a certain way by by a brand saying this this is what you should be wearing you know at, at your age or at your stage in life this is your section of clothing it's a free-for-all you can wear whatever you want and it's just whatever piques your interest and I, I really like that. I was going to say it must be really liberating to sort of exist outside of mainstream trends and things like that and the the trend cycle like you're saying with fast fashion you know it's always about the trend cycle right there's new things almost every week that you have to sort of keep up with who's wearing what and so to shop secondhand, it must be really nice to actually just buy what you like and what looks nice to you. Yeah it, it, it's exactly like that I mean I still 
um, while I know it's frowned upon by like a lot of people in the sustainable community, I will still buy secondhand fast fashion items, um, you know, saving them. I don't feel like saving it from landfill, but I do feel like, well, why not still buy something? If I know I'm going to get use out of it and I'm going to wear it, um, then buying it secondhand, I don't feel is, is a crime. Like I will mix my um, vintage pieces with high street pieces and you know it is generally just something that piques my interest and one of the the pitfalls I would say of um living online really um is there's so much inspiration (laughs) and I'll be scrolling through and see something beautiful and then immediately go on to like vintage or something be like orange blazer (laughs) or you know floral dress with lilac or something so uh, I I really have to try and restrict my screen time (laughs) so that I'm not like over consuming Um, but it's hard (laughs) it really is hard no I know that feeling I know that feeling so I guess you said you know obviously you kind of swapped in sort of the pandemic and started experimenting more what was it that kind of in these sort of initial stages of you finding your style, what was it kind of that you were looking for? Like, were you experimenting with like a lot of different things or was it, did you always have this kind of like vintage secondhand vibe in your back of your mind? I always loved and admired those styles. Um, and those were the people that I would look at online and just be like, I wish I could dress like that. But then shopping really exclusively um, you know, on, on the high street or online, I just didn't ever see any of those things and I didn't know how to recreate those looks for myself and I think I kind of lost a sense of who I was a bit during the pandemic it was it was a weird time um I was very sociable worked in an office um was always around people and then I was like like all of us I was pushed into this very isolating experience I had my daughter there um, but I just did kind of like a lot of soul searching and I thought why am I why am I not doing this why am I not wearing these things why do I think that these things are for these people and they can look a certain way but I can't and I think probably a lot of that was because when I was socializing or you know spending time with people in, um, in in real life I wasn't seeing a lot of this but then when real life stopped and the world stopped turning I just got so inspired by the people that I saw online and it was really just like well why can't that be me why why do I have to dress this way because this is what I'm restricted to to what I can buy from locally or to what the um, you know fast fashion companies will put out every so often why should that be what I have to wear Um, and I, I just decided to start experimenting a bit and I moved from what I saw as I don't know acceptable um to what I liked um and and what I what I wanted to wear and I still to this day get I meet some people who are lovely and they'll say oh I love your outfit or this is so colorful or something but I still get you know when I go on the bus or walk down the high street especially like younger kids they'll be like what what's she wearing she's got sandals like platform sandals and pink tights and a you know a big hat or an oversized dress and you can just see the looks they're they're not there yet <laughs> like it's the, the wisdom that comes with age you you kind of for me I I've stopped caring whether or not people will 
like what I'm wearing. If I like it, then that's fine. And I know that does seem at odds with having a an account and on social media, you know, your success is rated on your following and your likes and, and people's responses. But still, I wear the things that I like. I'm not trying to appeal to people um, in in a in a fashionable way. I'm still wearing the things for me and I'm just really fortunate that the the people that do enjoy my account like my style of dressing. And it's very much why I follow other people's accounts. I I get so inspired by them putting together these eclectic looks. Um, And yeah, just I, I needed to find me and me was very much going off the the track that that we're conditioned to go down yeah absolutely and I guess what what the nice thing about social media is that like you say it allows you to find your people like you can be you can be yourself on there and I know I'm sure like massive influencers and and people that will have the millions and millions of followings maybe are you know under pressure to perform somewhat but you know it's, it's just like a sort of a general person I think it's nice that you can just be yourself on social media. You don't feel like you have to try and get in on some TikTok trend or an Instagram hashtag or something like that. And then it's almost like build it and they will come. The people come to you and you find your community in that way. And that's what I really like about Instagram. There's a lot I don't like about social media, but I think that is one of the nice things about it. And I still, um, I get negative um, comments from people um, mostly men and I find I them like, I... some of the comments you get Lindsay are horrific yeah. uh, like, I don't, oh my goodness some, they're just there, there's like people who are I don't know they must be sex starved or something <laughs> um, they, they, they leave inappropriate comments um, and then some people will message me to tell me that I'm you know, I shouldn't be wearing that or that doesn't look good on me or the things that I find the most hurtful is when it comes from other women. Um, and um, I had someone, um, I'd put an outfit on, I uh, can't even remember what it was, and uh, and tights and, you know, there's obviously a lot of leg, you know, we worked for snag, tights are like the main thing. Um, and uh, she was like, nice dress, shame about the legs, you should cover yourself up. I thought, well, why are you following my account? Like you can see the pictures. It just, I don't, I don't understand. I know that's just one of the pitfalls. Um, it's it's one of the downsides of social media, and there's very little way to um, to correct that. But it still, you know, it still hurts when when people are like that. You think, well, you don't have to comment. You really don't. It's it's unnecessary. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, for the most part, it's overwhelmingly good and just makes makes me feel nice that people are responding well and just makes me feel like I've made the right choice by dressing the way I want to instead of the way society wants me to. <laughs> you know. Do you find that there's a bit more pressure on you in terms of like the way you present yourself because you are a mum and sort of perhaps... A bit older than maybe a few. Not to, I don't want to offend you in any way at all, but no, um, no, at all. Um, older yeah. than perhaps some other people on online and that you see out in the street. Oh, definitely, yeah. And um, you no, know, I I dress. I mean, I may tone it down ever so slightly for you know the the school gates. Like I might change into flat boots instead of the, the extremely high heels, <laughs> or I'll you know put a jacket on. But I still essentially will will dress as me. And when I when I first became a mum, that wasn't the case at all. I felt 
largely from the pressure I put on myself, but just from in general the way you know other mums dressed and the way I perceived mums you know in, in the media that that I couldn't really be my authentic self and that it was almost selfish to be embracing this fun part of me because well now I have to be a mum my focus should be on my child it's frivolous of me to put so much time and effort into how I look and how I present and and what I wear and for the for the longest time I I put all of that um, into Mia and didn't at all really think about my own style Um, I I got what I would call like my my early mum wardrobe like for me and I I changed it completely and even my my own mum said to me why are why are you picking that now? And I was like buying like leggings and shirts and and I was covering myself up because I, I you know I felt after pregnancy my body changed as well and I for me I didn't feel very comfortable so I started dressing myself in like swathes of fabric and lots of layering and you know it was flat shoes everywhere and I know that's practical when you're pushing a buggy and things but I really lost a sense of who I was. Um, when I became a mum and it wasn't really until I um, became a single parent that I started to get that back as well Um, when my daughter was about two I was like you know I can be a mum and me Uh, the two things don't have to be uh, separate Uh, I can still dress the way I want to um, and in in a way that makes me feel good about myself Um, but it took me the longest time to get there um, because I think especially as you get older, I'm going to be 43 in two weeks. And people still, not everyone, but a lot of people still expect you to dress and act in a certain way. Um, you know, things like, um, you know, short skirts or, you know, um, I mean, I don't I don't personally wear crop tops because I, I don't feel that they look good on me at all. Um, but, you know, short skirts, crop tops, ripped jeans, and you know, things that you would think anyone can wear. But they're marketed at, you know, such a a young um, audience and the people that you tend to see in these things when you go to buy them on the websites and things. It's all young, very slim people. There's there's so little diversity. Um, you know, the, one of the reasons I loved Snag was that that was prevalent, you know, on, on all on all of our branding. But there are so few other sites that subscribe to that. And it did make me feel, oh, well, I'm a mum now. I'm heading into my 40s. Those clothes are not for me. And social media has a huge part to play in that. It took me a while to unlearn it. And it's like, no, you can wear what you want. And it's it's easy to say it now because I'm like, oh, anyone should wear what they want. But to me, that doesn't mean everyone should be wearing, you know, a rainbow of colours if, if what you want to wear is, you know, neutral tones or um you know gym wear or something like that then then wear it it's just that my version of what I want to wear is just a bit more extravagant um but yeah I I definitely feel pressure and I've even been on um dates where the the people have been like I didn't think you'd wear that in real life but well why do you think I put those pictures on my dating profile <laughs> You not expect me to turn up in a pink dress to, you know, with, the, with a neon bag? <laughs> what did you think I was going to wear when you matched with me? What did you think this was? And uh, I, the, the, um, the sort of responses that I get from men are can be quite mixed. 
um, from from real life, from social media to real life. So they think that this is a character that I've created uh, to to put online. I'm like, no, no, this is me. This is this is how I dress. These these are my clothes. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the societal pressure on older women, and even when I say older women, I feel like you get past like thirty or maybe 35, and then suddenly everyone's like, oh, well, you're past your prime now. Like, you are just, you're just old. And that I that only really exists in women, right? I don't think men get that, because if you're a man, you're just like, you know, age like fine wine, and you have like the salt and pepper hair, and everyone's like, ooh, nice. But if you're a woman... Yeah, you're, you're a silver fox if you're a man. If, you're, if your hair goes grey, um, you know, uh, early, when you're a woman, you're you know, just a, a little granny. That's the thing. And I, you know, I'm 27, so I'm, I'm yet to experience any of this. So like, you'll have to forgive me for my, for my naivety. Uh, but like I went, I started going grey when I was 22 uh, and it's already upsetting me, which is, so I dye my hair already at 27. So I can't imagine how worse it's going to get when um, I'm a bit older. But even that was like so upsetting to me. Like I found a grey hair and I immediately like shut down because I was like, oh my goodness. And this was sort of before my like personal renaissance that I call it, you know, when I sort of started being more confident and more um, less self, what's the word? Less self conscious, less self conscious. And so I found this grey hair and I was like, oh no, it's another thing that people are just gonna look at me and judge me for. Well, I, I think society makes us feel like we should be ashamed of aging. Um, it, it feels like, you know, for women um you know when you get past a certain age when you're um know, biologically viable um and start to age it's like your usefulness in society decreases um you are deemed to be getting less attractive um less less useful um you're you're moving into like the next phase of your life preparing for death and it really does feel like that that that's that's what people think like when i tell people that, that i'm that old they're like oh god really you know like it's like it's a disability like oh my god are you or like if i again like the dating when people are like oh oh god i didn't think you were in your 40s like are you okay you know like i've just told them like some terrible like you're gonna gonna be led to the care home any minute it it feels like that i watched um a film um, years ago called Midsummer, uh, it's a, a horror film um, but it's about this I don't know if you've seen it and it's like this um, society it, it um, isolated society and when people got um, reached a certain age they would walk them like the elders who were like in their late 60s or 70s they'd just walk them off a cliff and that was it that was the end of their journey and I do feel like as a society we do that as we get older you're supposed to subscribe to a certain role um, you know, you it's it's shocking that I'm a single mother in her forties who still wears short skirts and wants to date. You know, how dare she? <laughs> how dare she go out there and um, you know mutton dressed as lamb <laughs> kind of thing? Which I think is the most horrendous phrase that people still use. I remember being used. I think it was about Helen Mirren um, wearing something revealing to like an award show or something and one of the like rag newspapers had said you know mutton dressed as lamb I was like are you kidding me she's an icon she's dressed beautifully this is outrageous and and it's it's always there you know people get um, lambasted for you know uh facial surgery or changing anything as they get older it's like it's not the people that 
want to make these changes to themselves that that should that we should be looking at it should be the society that's made people feel that getting a wrinkle or you know a sag or you know something changing about you is bad and and that we need these industries here because no one wants to look at your face once it's got a wrinkle on it you know it's it's horrible yeah no I think that's a really interesting point because it's almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't, isn't it? If you get if you get older and start showing the signs of aging, that's bad and that's terrible. You should never show your face. But then if you get plastic surgery or Botox or something like that, that's also bad because you're fake. So what? How do you win? You don't win. You just have to sit inside and stare at a wall for the rest of your miserable short life. You have to grow old gracefully, which means once you get to, I don't know, thirty-five. Um, just start knitting your own cardigans and stay at home and don't 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 go out into society because people don't want to see it it's horrible um, and just let the young people do their thing <laughs> it, it really does feel like that um, you know especially when you go on I mean I, I love TikTok I think it's brilliant it's uh, I, I know it has many um, many pitfalls but um, the thing I love most about it is it's the one platform where anyone from any background who looks any way can still be successful and and get their and get their um their point out there or make something of themselves in a way that you just can't on other platforms it feels very inclusive like that to me that you know anyone can have a go and be out there and the other thing i really like about it is that it's not this heavily filtered place where you feel that you have to look a certain way to put content out there you can be sitting in your bed you know lip syncing to something and have as much success as someone who has a very very polished you know veneer um and that i i feel like we should we should all be a bit more tiktok in real life (laughs) (laughs) no i agree i do think tiktok is quite nice and it especially in its early days it was very much anyone could do whatever they wanted and it's just it's really interesting actually you say that because i'm thinking about some of the people that i really enjoy on tiktok for like fashion content are older they are they're not sort of youth uh, like useful in their 20s or whatever they're the most of the people that i enjoy are older in one way or another so that's actually but then on instagram i think they, they tend to skew a bit younger so that's an interesting thing someone should look into and research a bit more yeah TikTok versus I, I, instagram i thoroughly i've noticed a, a really big rise in the success of um like would be deemed older women so like women 50 plus on instagram especially in the fashion community um i have a a, a friend on there and her account grew from she was somewhere about 10k the middle of last year and she now has or at the last check um over 250,000 followers and she's not doing anything differently than she did but she has um gray like um like gray white hair in fact she's not even in her 50s um she's around about the same age as me um but you know instagram would perceive her as a, an older or a mature <laughs> a mature woman um on there and then that you know there's another um account of a, a woman who um lives in Wales, uh, Rachel, Ms. Rachel Boo, and she's doing like great stuff in sustainability. And they seem to be like doing brilliantly. So I think there's there's one, there's a little corner of Instagram that celebrates older people, but there is a much larger place that doesn't want to see it. Um, they don't don't want to see it. if your body isn't the deemed to be the perfect shape, 
if your face isn't perfectly filtered, if your outfits are not on trend, uh, then, you know, you're not valid. Um, And in real life, it can be very much like that as well. I think as I've got older, um, I have definitely cared less. I mean, it's still hurtful when someone says something mean. I'm, I'm not impervious to it. But I definitely, I'm not looking for other people's approval. You know, I, I would, before I would be going into, before a night out, going into a group chats and be like, what's everybody wearing? And making sure that I was wearing something, you know, in keeping with the group. And now I'm just like, here I am <laughs> in my orange caftan and my sparkly headdress. And we're just going for a coffee. Like, I know it's such a shame that the fashion industry thinks that people don't like colour once they get past the age of 30. Like you go to some, you know, certain shops on the high street that are geared toward the older customer and you walk in and you're like, good grief, that's a lot of beige. And you think can't, not everyone could possibly like i mean obviously if you like that sort of thing that's absolutely fine if you like wearing beige clothes more power to you but um i don't know what it is why people suddenly think that everyone likes to wear long sleeve tops and like really long maxi skirts and and that's it you get old and that that's what you wear it, it's really weird i i was looking up um before um we uh were talking about doing this i was looking up um what just to see if there was any you know advice for um people in their um like 40s and 50s and I came across this thing and it said uh, how to dress appropriately over 50 and it said stick to classic colours and dress for your body type and eliminate any juvenile clothing (laughs) from your wardrobe (laughs) it's like why why can't you keep wearing the things that you love it doesn't to me it doesn't matter what the item is wear the things that you love as you get older we shouldn't I mean there's been all these norms put into place by like the fashion patriarchy and we're just conditioned to conform to them you get to a certain age you should be wearing this your neckline should go up your hemline should lower why I I just don't I don't get it. You're defined by your role. You know, once you become a mother or once you get past a certain age, you're now a woman in her 40s. Why am I not just still a woman? Why why does my age matter at all to how I'm dressing or how I act or what I'm capable of? Yeah, just I can feel my blood boiling just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting you say that because I completely agree with you. And you mentioned before, you know, mature woman. And the word mature is what boils me even though I'm not a mature woman yet. It just sounds so patronising. I don't know what it is, but it just it boils me. Yeah, I, I really don't, really don't like it because it also is suggesting that you should conform. It's like, well, you've matured now. Like, you've 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 reached your prime and now you're being overripe. Overripe! <laughs> so, <laughs> you're like the banana slowly going brown. Like, you were green, fresh you were untouchable and now you're wilting and no one even wants to make banana bread out of you <laughs> you know like you're so past your prime that you know you're you're just for the the compost bin it, it, it's it is really negative and we continue to use these words to describe people and it just feels like another way to hem people in and to make them feel and act in a certain way and i really disagree with it well, it's just another way to put people down, isn't it? Like, we talk a lot about the fashion patriarchy at Snag and 
and how that affects people of different sizes but I think people of different ages they're just completely affected too and it's it's one more way that people try and sort of influence you into making you feel bad about yourself so you buy certain things and it's all it's all capitalism but it's just it's so upsetting I think for just for everyone well it is and then you know you see um slightly off the track from clothing but you see you know women who who look relatively young advertising face creams and eye creams and all these very expensive items that once you mature you know into your your wilting banana um that you should be using to make yourself look better it's like well but why do i have to do that what if i don't want to what if i'm happy with the way that I look why are you making me feel like I shouldn't be like when you get to this point you should be using an eye cream like I see these memes all the time and it's like if you um if you remember this song it's time to buy an eye cream and you know like I know it's all in jest but it is just another way of reminding you that you are getting older and you no longer look the way society likes so do something about it about changing yourself and and not in a positive way it's not hey you know ditch the beige beige and you know try this or try a new style dress and see how it makes you feel it's like no don't do what you like do what we like because this is what we want to look at and society doesn't like it when you step outside that little box i think the the ones that get me on tiktok that i see a lot of people my age using like have you seen those like funny straws so apparently i don't know if you know this Lindsay, but if you use a straw you'll get wrinkle lines around your mouth from, like, pursing your lips. Oh, okay. I so I've seen it a few times. They've got, like, it's a really funny straw. I'll have to find it and send it to you because this won't make any sense otherwise. But it's, like, got it's like a bigger bit that you suck so you don't have to purse your lips, basically. So it stops you getting wrinkle lines around your mouth. <laughs> oh, And that, I just think, gosh, the, the amount of effort you have to put in to finding that to not get wrinkle lines around your mouth and you'll get wrinkle lines around your mouth anyway like everyone will that's just what happens <laughs> it's just it's a natural thing it just it really just feels that the older you get well I mean to be honest even in people in their 20s and 30s now um are, are under the same sort of pressure because you know cosmetic enhancements and everything are starting so much younger because people want to look like the filters that they see online um, and it's very much since cosmetic surgery is probably the um, liposuction of my day um, that we've just the filters have made it so that no one's happy with how they look you're constantly reminded of how imperfect you are by comparison to a filter um, and, and people are just encouraged to be unhappy with how they, with how they are like the the bold glamour filter that everyone was using on um tiktok was unbelievable um you know the the difference that it made to uh to made to their faces and there were so many videos on there of people saying how how badly is this going to affect people's mental health you're you're showing them how good you know they could look you know in 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 tiktoks or society's eyes and then just taking it away that's it was it can be so so harmful um i just you know there there's so much pressure and expectation to not only physically look a certain way but to dress a certain way and we're just we're making everyone really unhappy and i don't know other than you know greater representation from brands um 
where where do we go? It, it's it's endemic. You know, there's there is no one way to fix it. No, um, no, you're absolutely right. And with without literally everyone at the same time going, okay, we've had enough of that now. Let's put all that in the bin and and carry on and just be who we are. And that would be lovely. <laughs> it would. I'm all for that. Shall we? We'll start a um, petition. Yeah, I think so. Online petition. I think um, it, it's even, you know, when it comes to wearing makeup, you can't win. You can go on mm. to your social media or go out dolled up and then you'll get people being like, why are you wearing so much makeup? Or I bet you don't look like that without that on. Like, why are you bothered? <laughs> why does it bother other people? <laughs> it's No, it's so strange. It's almost like you can't... How dare you present something in any way fake to society like you like the same with the plastic surgery that's fake or makeup if you put too much makeup on that's fake how dare you do that but also how dare you show what you look like normally (laughs) don't show your naked face no one must i genuinely don't know what the middle ground is but the thing is what i find interesting is that everyone's unhappy no one no one that i know at least i'm sure there are some people out there but no one i know is happy whether they are you know thin fat old young conventionally attractive or not conventionally attractive whatever whatever parameters you want to put on it no one is happy everyone hates something about themselves or wishes they could change something about themselves and that's just a horrific way to live and yet that's how we're living for no apparent reason other than people told us to society told us to that's it and with so with social media living in our pockets you get daily reminders whether you want them or not of how other people look and how you don't um it's just i i love social media i love a lot about it but i do worry for you know like for my daughter um she's only five and she's at that glorious stage where she just loves her little body you know she just loves every bit about it she's like mummy look at my belly sausages do you want to eat those for your dinner and she's just like you know i would love to just have that freedom to just to not know what it's like to experience negativity about your image. You know, when you're a child, everyone's like, you're so cute. You're, you know, it's it's so nice and joyful. I was like, God, it'd be so lovely to feel like that. And yet I sit and worry at night thinking about what will it be like when she's a teenager, you know, social media being the way it is now and how, how cruel people are and how impactful online interactions can be you know how is it going to be for the next generation growing up with tiktok i mean we were i keep saying we but i mean i i was fortunate to not um grow up with any sort of social media i think the the very first i didn't have a facebook account until 2008 i was 28 Mm. at the time um and i think prior to that it was Bebo in MySpace, <laughs> and it wasn't social media as it is now. So I was fortunate to be able to grow up in a time when, I, I mean, I'm sounding like the mature banana that I am. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, when I went on nights out in my teens, you had to go into town the next day and develop your your one hour um, uh, spool from your camera. So whatever pictures were taken were the pictures of the night. So you weren't you were capturing the moments as they were, whereas now it's like, oh, I don't like that one, or no. So you know, we're we're all living 
curated versions of our lives you know when people eventually look back on them when we've when we've gone to seed nothing will actually be authentic because very little of what we share or what we see is in the moment everything is curated to some extent and that includes my my own page you know i have days that are that are terrible you know poor mental health days or things but when I get dressed up and, and put on my clothes, it's almost like this shield to how I'm feeling. And in that moment, I'm feeling happy and I feel good. And it's this 20 minute window in my day where I'm not thinking about the other things. And then someone could go on and see that and be like, oh, God, she's smiling all the time. She's so happy. And it's like the pictures are genuine. I'm really happy when I take them. But that doesn't mean that everything else surrounding that moment hasn't been hard. Do It's not been a, a hard day. And that's there is more of it now on social media, people sharing more about mental health struggles and, and how they feel about their self-image and worth. But there's not enough of it that the overwhelming message isn't, this is what you should be looking like or this is what you should subscribe to. Um, and it's it's scary. I, I I do, I definitely do worry. Don't bite your mummy. Um, I, yeah, I definitely do worry about where it could go for for the younger generation and, and what, what shape it's going to be like by the time they get, I mean, how far we'll have, have advanced by then. Um, yeah, I, it, it, does, it does make me worry. But then, of course, being so old, I'll probably only see the next software release of Facebook. That'll be game over for me. <laughs> I mean, to end it on a more positive note, then, what advice would you give to someone who is feeling like that mature banana <laughs> yeah. that wants to go and sort of start wearing different things or experimenting with fashion or, or anything like that? Do you have any like sort of tips or tricks to someone? Yeah, I I would say. In the first instance, um, so that you're not spending a fortune on things that you may actually not feel comfortable in if you try them. Charity shops, um, try a few different things. You'll be able to get a bunch of things. And if you don't like them, you can always donate them back or sell them on. But have a, have a look on um, Instagram. I would say it's probably Instagram or Pinterest. Um, and just type in the sort of thing that you might want to look at if you like vintage or retro or anything like that have a look at the sorts of accounts find people that look like you wearing those things and then have a look online have a look on vintage go to the charity shops try some things at home you don't need to wear them out straight away like you don't need to have this big immediate change and then deal with other people's reaction to it just have a little bit of a, a play about at home and see what you like and when you're looking i something i do that is a good a good gauge for me as to whether or not I like something is my reaction to seeing it like my physical reaction if it makes me go then I, I know it's something that I'm probably going to enjoy wearing or enjoy, like it's something that I know I'll get use out of um, but yeah I would say go with your gut instinct on something um, you don't have to I don't think you have to necessarily move out of your comfort zone to change your look um, I, you know, say like I don't wear anything that's crop top. I don't really like wearing anything that's too tight across my stomach. I never, ever, well, very rarely have my arms out um, because I just like have arm hang ups. I don't like them. So I, it's not about changing who you are and what you like to wear. It's just about experimenting a little with your body and the things that you put on it. And I would say colour 
has transformed like my life and my mood. Um, I I can feel on the days that I wear all black, I'm definitely feeling lower. But that's where I need to be. I need to. I feel like I just want to blend into my life that day, and I just want to wear this outfit, and and that's that's going to make me feel comfortable. But then on on the days where I'm feeling more upbeat, I'm like, oh, orange tights, gold bag, and it really genuinely is is so uplifting. I think there's a lot to be said for color therapy. So I would say experiment in charity shops to keep the costs down try things on at home take pictures something I often do if I am really not sure about something that I put on I'll video myself wearing it and see what it looks like in motion <laughs> so that you can like kind of gauge like what you're doing and then I'm like oh no no I do like that because a static image can be quite uh can be misleading sometimes but um yeah a little I just like, set my phone up on the windowsill or something and I'll walk back and forth and be like oh I like that that's good <laughs> so yes <laughs> videos and photos at home do a dry run and then get yourself out there and see see what you think amazing those are fantastic little tips um but Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today that's been a really uh a really insightful chat actually i feel like we've really delved into some things oh i've um, really enjoyed it i could probably i feel like i'm i'm on my high horse now <laughs> i'm really good no it's good it's a good place to be <laughs> So um, if people want to find out more and hang out with you a little bit more, where can they find you on the internet? Um, the, the main place is on Instagram and I'm at what this mama wore, um, all one word. Um, and if you're interested in my dating shambles, then you can find me at what this mama wore on TikTok. <laughs> That's <what we laughs> my two main areas, one for fashion, one for heartbreak. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh well amazing well Lindsay thank you so much it's been really uh, a real pleasure having you on the podcast today oh thank you Polly I've really really enjoyed it thank you for inviting me it's been lovely we hope you enjoyed this episode of Victims of Fashion if you want to hear more about Snag you can head on over to our website snagtights.com where you can also find our online mag Victims of Fashion or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook which is at snagtights tune in again next week for even more fantastic discussion from amazing guests on hard-hitting topics that we need to talk about this podcast was produced by Snag Tights and our podcast music was provided by the podcast host and Elite the podcast maker app. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.